Okay, so today's episode is going to be a little bit different than what we're normally used to. So instead of me interviewing somebody else on the podcast, I am actually sharing the audio of a live video that I did inside my friend Madeline's group where she interviewed me. So if you would like to see the live video recording of this, I will post her link to her group down in the show notes. Go there, request to join her group. Madeline is an amazing coach. She is so fun to be around. So go check out the show notes to learn all about her, get access to her group, and then you can watch the live version of this. Welcome to the Confident Content Creators Podcast, where we'll talk about how to live unapologetically and show up as your most authentic self online. Hey, it's Lindsay, confident content coach, boy mom, and corporate nine to fiver. I'm an extroverted introvert who loves to talk about all things social media and how to create confident content that converts your followers into your ideal client. On this podcast, we're going to get clarity around your content strategy and hear real life stories from boss babes, just like you, who are showing up confidently online. I know how hectic and busy entrepreneurial life can be, so let's dive right in. Alrighty, everybody, welcome to this show. I am so excited to have Lindsay joining us today. Um, I met Lindsay about, I don't know, last fall, almost a year ago. So um, she is a social media content coach who empowers female entrepreneurs to live unapologetically and to show up as their most authentic self online by teaching them how to level up their social media strategy to attract and convert the right clients. She is also a Jesus lover, mom to two crazy boys, host of the Competent Content Creators podcast, co-admin of a large networking group for women in Utah, and a corporate nine-to-fiver. So welcome, Lindsay. Um, and Lindsay, thank you for having me. Yeah. Uh, I'm so excited about this. I'm excited for you to be my first guest on the show and in my Facebook group as a little bio add into my own intro like Lindsay you guys she's just she's amazing she's just this genuine soul and I highly encourage you get to know her and that you listen to what she has to share with us today because she's just an awesome person that you want in your corner well thank you (laughs) so so tell us um first off a little bit about what you do yeah, so like Madeline said, I am a confident or a social media content coach. Um, so I empower women to live unapologetically and show up as their most authentic self online. And we do this through a specific content strategy that helps boost. Uh, I'm mainly for female entrepreneurs, helping boost them um, and their business, help with their marketing plan, because social media is a free platform to use. And so um, it's an e- a really easy way for us to market and promote our business. Um, but it doesn't have to just be business, right? It's just showing up as your most authentic self online. Um, I like to I like to say that I pride myself on being the same person online as I am in person. So if we made in a networking meeting, usually I am very much the same person unless I'm having like an off day or something. But for the most part, it. I am what you get online and offline, and it just makes my life a lot easier because I don't feel like I have to be anyone that I'm not, you know? Yeah. 
Well, and I love that. And I think that that is a really good point when it comes to dating and the dating world, because like so many people nowadays, they meet online. That's just how it is. It's an online world. And, you know, I think one really frustrating thing or well, definitely frustrating thing, but also the thing that makes people nervous is like you see this person online and then you're like, oh, I'm supposed to go out on a date with them, I'm supposed to meet them in person. And there's a lot of maybe nerves and anxiety and apprehension about it sometimes because like what if they're not the same person online? Like you hear about all these horror stories about, you know, like you show up and it's like somebody like you don't even recognize them from their pictures or they just present completely differently. And so I love that I think in dating as well as in business, like, yeah, it's really important to be the same person online as you are in person. Like you need to be recognizable. Yeah, exactly. You don't want there to be any like surprises. Yes. <laughs> Definitely. So um, you work with females a lot. So how do you empower women? Oh, I love this question because empowering women, I feel like has always come natural for me because I like to say I'm a feminist in the way that I believe that women can do and be anything that they want. And Way before I ever became a social media content coach, I was like the world's best hype woman. And I ran a network marketing team and then I uh, jumped into life coaching and ultimately focused on self-care and self-love and then also transitioned heavily into confidence building because my favorite thing to do is hype up women and really let them know how valuable their opinion is, how valuable what they have to share is. Because I think so many times as women, we like to put ourselves in this little tiny box and we like to be picture perfect on the outside when really we're not. And there's that famous saying, I can't remember when it, I'm going to totally butcher it, but it's like um, well-behaved women rarely make history. And I think that is so true because if we are well behaved and we constantly follow the rule book, our voices are never going to get heard. So I really like to empower women to be bold, be confident in what you have to share, your opinions, what you want and what you need in life. And in business, this goes a long way because it sets you apart and it, and it really helps push and drive your business. But in our personal lives and in our relationships, we need to be assertive in what we ask for and what we want, because if we're passive and we're not, we're just going to get walked all over. We're going to get, you know, torn down or our opinions won't matter. And then it's really hard to dig ourselves out of that hole when we start to find our self, self-worth and self-value. So knowing who you are, knowing what your worth is in the beginning right now as a strong and independent woman is going to go leaps and bounds in maintaining that throughout your life and not having to dig yourself out of this hole yeah i i love that and i think it's you know i definitely agree like being assertive is important in in all walks in all areas of your life and um to avoid being walked over but it just reminds me uh like one thing that i thought of is you know there's like that um there's like that joke um that i see lots of people post about of you know, like, oh, women are indecisive or like they always don't know what they want for dinner. And I've seen like people post like the they've made like the little 
spin wheels of like, oh, this is what we, you know, we flick it to decide what we want for dinner when she says like, you, you don't, you know, she doesn't know or whatnot. But, you know, if, and that's kind of like a joke, like being like, oh, I don't know. I don't care what I want or whatever. But if you're not assertive in like who you are, what you want, you know, I think like that's a huge key in being in even like in communication. Like you have to be assertive. You have to know what you want. Otherwise, you're going to fail in communication with like when it comes to dating, with your relationship, your spouse, your friends, family, like everybody. If you're just kind of like that shy, hesitant, like, oh, I don't know. I don't know. And a, a huge part of that, of being assertive is being confident and being confident in who you are and your identity. So what would you um, say to someone who is just lacks confidence in who they are and maybe just maybe because they don't know exactly who they are like they don't know what their identity is what would be one of like the first ways for women to get to know who they are to get to know their identity so that they can be assertive and confident in who they are i think for me personally what really was the changing point or the pivotal moment for me is when i started to journal it out um because I was in mom life and even before then when I was single and I was hopping from job to job and I didn't really know what I wanted to do in my life and I didn't know where I wanted to, what like career field I wanted to go in, I really took up journaling as a way to get all of my frustrations out, to get all my ideas out, to really just um, a place to word vomit and brain dump, so to speak. And so journaling has been such an impactful part of my life that it's something that I have, one, especially when I was doing life coaching and confidence coaching, um, that was one of the very first things that I had my clients do was I sent them a journal or I had them get a journal and start doing nightly journaling. And it doesn't have to be long. It doesn't have to be drawn out. It can be as simple as five minutes a night. And I like to do it at night because that's the best time to really empty your brain so that you can sleep better. It's a, it's a way to help you get better sleep at night. But by doing this, you see what starts to come up and what patterns start to come up in your life. And then you also get to see all of the ideas like right there on paper. And you can either choose to take those ideas or to get rid of them. And um, it's a I love journaling in the fact that it just simplifies the thought process because so many times we're overthinking everything. And so we we overthink it and then we overanalyze it. Right. When you journal, you take that that overthinking out of it and you can analyze what really is important. I love that. Yeah, I definitely have used journaling for lots of different things and lots of um, people that I've worked with and uh, coaches that I have had personally, like they're always like, here's your journal prompts. You gotta, you gotta journal this out. Um, so when you talk about journaling though, are you talking about like specific topics, like about like confidence or about like who you are or just kind of like journaling about your day and just seeing like, oh, here's things that are Here's things that are, you know, about my life that I really like. Like this went really well today or this didn't. And then you can kind of, you're analyzing it to then identify like, okay, you know what? This doesn't align with me. This isn't who I am. Get rid of that. This does. I really like this. Lean into that. Like kind of what, 
like what's your i guess what's your process with that if that makes sense yeah so first and foremost is just start somewhere so even if it's just a nightly brain dump of like all of your to-do lists all your ideas everything that's swimming around in your brain just get it out right and then what if you have more time than like say you spend five minutes brain dumping, but you have more time to sit down and journal, then that's when you can really start to dissect uh, specific questions. And if you want to go off journal prompts, like some people, myself included, don't like to just journal off the cuff, right? Because it's like, okay, well, what do I journal about? Um, So I really like journal prompts. And like you said, you've gotten them from coaches and things in the past. And I'll pull a lot of I've had the same. And so I'll pull a lot of those journal prompts over and over again. Um, or fail safe, I do gratitude journaling. So after I do my brain dump, I get all my worries, all my ideas and everything out of my brain. Then I like to journal about things that I'm grateful for. And if you are focusing on boosting your own confidence and your own self-worth, make those things something that you're grateful for about yourself, about your situation. If you are in a new relationship, journal about your relationship, those kind of things, because it's going to bring a lot of self-awareness around the truths in our life that are positive that we can be grateful for. Yeah, I really like that. Um, One thing that I've been thinking about lately, and I've uh, talked about this a little bit on social media too, is when it comes to, well, I've related to happiness, but I think it's like it applies to confidence as well. But so like when it comes to your happiness or confidence, you know, like you said, like you got to be aware of it and journaling of it, journaling about it makes you, helps you bring it into your awareness. And I think that there's so many things that, you know, there are, that you can be grateful for about that. But if you're not aware of it, then you just you just don't think about it. And there's so many things that, you know, like like on the happiness aspect, like there's so many reasons to be happy or like all the little moments. But if you're not thinking about them, then you don't you're not aware of them. And then you're you know, you can go through life and be like, oh, my gosh, I haven't even been realized all the things that I have to make me happy or I haven't realized all the reasons that I have to love myself and to be confident in who I am and my identity. And so you have to become, you have to bring them to like your conscious. You have to become aware of them. And the more, you know, like journaling is like a great way to do that because you're like actually thinking through it. You're taking some time. And then as you do that continually, it just like naturally you think about it more. And then you're like, yeah, I'm a freaking rock star. Like I'm amazing. (laughs) Yeah, Um, definitely. It's that awareness piece that you're just bringing more awareness around it. And like you said, the more when you get in the habit of it, the more you realize it throughout your day. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And um, one thing that I heard someone say a few months ago that really stuck out that I really love when it comes to being confident is to, like, they're like, you get to be confident because you decide to be. They're like, "It, it can be that simple. Like, you can decide, like, I'm going to be confident in who I am. I like who I am. And I was like, oh, I really like that because, you know, sometimes we make it more complicated, but it just, it starts with the decision. Like, I'm going to be confident. Like, I choose to like who I am. And I think that like, yes, there's like then action steps and things to help increase it both afterwards. 
And like, that's one of them. Like the journaling is like, you know what? I decide that I want to be confident and I am going to, one way to help me with that is that I am going to journal about it every night and I'm going to do that gratitude journal. And, and yeah, just list out why I am confident and bring it to my awareness every day. But it's making that decision to just start to, to just start from the beginning. Yeah. And it's, like I said, it's having that conscious decision to bring more awareness into your space. And you can do that with your confidence. You can do that with your self-worth or self-love and really uh, consciously seeking the awareness around that um, is going to go leaps and bounds. Super powerful. Yeah, definitely. Um, So kind of transitioning now a little bit further into your specialty and with social media. Um, I really like that I'm having you as my first guest and that we're doing it tonight because for the last like month now, I've been talking about in my group all about um, dating apps specifically. And because I have seen, I have a friend specifically who shares with me sometimes like, well, I'll be sitting next to her and she'll be swiping through like the dating apps. And it's just, it's so comical to me, like seeing these dating app profiles. And I'm sure that, you know, she's female, so I'm seeing the men's profiles. But I'm sure if I, you know, had a, a, a guy and I was like looking through him with him, there'd be similar things on men's profiles. But, you know, I see so many profiles that I'm just like, you're probably an amazing person, but nobody's going to know because like your profile, it's it's just garbage. And, you know, in today's world, like, People, you know, we could talk about how long we could talk about how shallow dating apps are because you're like judging in this split second of like, oh, I look, I see their picture. Do I want to read their profile? And then based off of that, will I message them? Will I like them? But I don't really think that it's, to be honest, too different than how it is in real life, because even if you meet someone in real life, you still see them and you make kind of that split second decision of like, do I want to talk more with you and like, Yes, you can have a conversation a little bit first before you decide more. So it is definitely going to be easier in person. But um, and especially if you're like introduced by people, you're going to have that reference. But if we're being honest, like the first thing it comes to when. When we're deciding if we want to interact with someone, when we're deciding if we want to get to know them more, like we really do make those split second decisions. And so is it shallow? Yeah, maybe, probably. But if we're being honest that's how we are (laughs) so um but like i was saying there's so many profiles that i see that i'm just like you people aren't approaching it very strategically and they're not showing up themselves online the best whether it's on a dating app profile or whether it's on like their instagram profile because another thing is if you see someone and you match with someone you're going to also you want to see more about them and it's limited on the profile so one thing that people are going to do is immediately go look them up on Instagram or Facebook or TikTok or just whatever and see like, who is this person? Let's get to know them more, see more about their lives. So I kind of want to talk about that and like your recommendations of, you know, putting your best self forward online and how people can really strategically increase their success. Oh, I love this topic because of course I love anything social media but I really geek out when it comes to things like the the foundational pieces of 
your social media and in this case, your dating profile. Because when you have that foundational piece, when you have those foundation pieces in place, it's going to make things a lot easier to um, to connect with you and and online and in business, it's like to connect and buy and become a co- a client, right? That that's the conversion. Whereas, like in the dating world, it's making that connection and converting them into a date, right? Like getting that um, in the books. And so, like you said, you have split seconds um, on social media. They say the average is you have seven seconds or less from somebody looking at your profile to hitting that follow button. Um, likely they are either going to follow you and continue scrolling and getting to know you, or they're going to keep swiping and keep scrolling and moving. And so when it comes to putting your best foot forward, um, it really is going to be just those highlight pieces, right? You got to consider your profile picture and then your immediate bio. And, um, knowing how much of your bio is showing when they're very first looking at it. And I'm sure it's going to depend on the app that you're using. Um, But like Instagram, for example, you see the first three lines before you have to click that see more button. And so in those first three lines or even in the name of your profile, you want it to grab their attention and bring them in. So when you're thinking about attracting your your king, so to speak, you will want to think as if you were him, right? Like you, I'm sure Madeline's talked all about like visualizing your ideal man and who you want to attract. Now you need to step into what is he going to be looking for in your profile and um, putting that best foot forward, right? Like, does he want to know that you're a dog lover? Does he want to know that you like hiking or what does he need to know about you? And then when it comes to the social media piece of it, if you're like, oh, yeah, this person is definitely going to find me on this dating app, but then go follow me on social media. If that's your goal, if that's what you want, make it as consistent as possible. Like maybe have the same profile picture, the same bios. Um, and don't. This is like a little controversial. Don't be sharing so much negativity on your social media because (laughs) guys are going to look at that. Girls even look at that. Anybody looks at that and is immediately turned off. And so whether you're in business or you're trying to attract a guy, you want to make sure that you're keeping it positive and happy. And I know people are like, well, but you need to be real and authentic on social media. And you definitely, definitely can. But if every single post you have on there is negative or complaining or spilling your whole entire life story and secrets on the Internet, it's not going to be as appealing to want to strike a conversation. You almost have to have this a little bit of allure, allure of like mystery where you want them to ask more questions. You want them to be intrigued and get to know you. So you want to put enough information out there that they immediately know that this is a good connection that they want to take. But you want to leave enough of it kind of on the back burner to connect in the DMs or messages or whatever, um, because you got to have something to talk about on your date, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I I really like that, especially that um, piece about the, well, you you said so many gold mines there, but about the negativity too, because that is something that like, as I have, as my friends have shared things like, oh, look out, 
look at what the options are when I, as I've looked at their apps with them. There are some guys where you're like, I know exactly why your last relationship ended based off of your bio. And like, it's so funny. And, but then it's like, yeah, and I don't want to be with a guy like you because I could tell like, like you're, they share some of like the negativity and all of the, like they like list all of these things about like, here's what I don't want. It's like, that's like all it is. And like, I think it's fine and it's very important to know like what you do want and what you don't want. But it's like when all you do is like list the negativities, then like that's a turnoff because that comes off as like super critical and controlling. And I'm like, how about instead list like, you know, for like on the, the dating app, like list some of the positives you want instead. Like I want someone that has all of these amazing qualities. And if you check the box, then, you know, like let's let's interact. If you have these same uh, hobbies or you have these same qualities, like we're maybe we're maybe we're compatible. So let's, you know, have a conversation. And then once you're having conversations with people and once you get to know with people, you can have your, you know, your list of the things that you don't want, your like non-negotiables, your red flags, your whatever you want to call them. And you can check those off then and make sure that they don't check them off then. Like you don't have to make, you don't have to put them on your profile. And um, one thing that I was thinking about earlier today is um, like sometimes in in business, I have a tendency to think that like everything from like A to Z needs to like be set up and needs to be perfect and planned out before like I do anything. And I feel like that's kind of like that approach with like the dating profile bio. Like we gotta, I, this is exactly what I want and this is exactly what I don't want. And, like listing like all this information and it's like, like you said, like leave something for a conversation. Like you don't have to be like we have to check every single box before we can even say. Hey. Yeah. Well, and on that same point, um, whether it's on social media or on the dating, we're scrolling. And so you want something that's quick and easy to digest. You want something that is simple, that is not going to be too complicated. So you don't want to word vomit. You don't want to just spill everything out there. But if you are focusing on like one specific topic um, or one one thing at a time, then as people are scrolling and they're seeing your content, they're getting to know you a little bit more and more. And that's when your content, um, whether it's on a dating app or it's on on social media and business, that's when it becomes bingeable. And that's when they're like, they can't get enough that all they want to do is scroll your page and look at what you're doing. And the next thing you know, they're liking a post from 2017. <laughs> like you, you know what I mean? Like you want them to go down that rabbit hole of... Um, checking out your page because you want to give them just a little bit a little taste at a time yeah yeah i like that and i like what you said also um a little bit of go about like you know the the mystery like you got to get them you got to get them hooked and you got to get them interested and intrigued and um we all like we all like mystery we do we all watch you know like the we all listen to the crime junkie or like the true crime podcasts or watch the read the mystery novels or the cop shows or whatever like we all like mystery we all like the you know i think the typical male lead in like romance novels or romance movies they're always like mm -hmm. the mysterious guys and and most of the time they're bad boys too but like they're like the mysterious <laughs> they're the mysterious <laughs> bad boys but like there's that mystery factor that you know they don't you're like oh like who, who's this guy like he's not 
he's not, you know, showing us everything about himself. He's not, uh, I guess, like you said, like uh, on the social media aspect of what, or dating app, I want to be like the word vomit. He's just kind of like a little bit glimpse of like, here's who I am. And then you're like, but what else? Like, tell me more. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Um, so here's, um, here's a question. Someone that I was talking to recently, they said that one strategy that they were using is that they were going to create kind of like a few different little bios based off of, you know, different person, I don't know, personalities. I don't know if that's the right word, but you know, like we all have kind of different, um, I don't know what the right words, right word here is. Um, I know like sometimes in like business, one word that they use is like archetypes and you are, are like, oh, here's like the different archetypes. Like one of them that I know is like, there's like the warrior and like the, um, the lover and the king and queen and the magician and like just so they're basically, yeah, kind of just a personality, t- different maybe sections of your personality. I don't know. That's probably not the best word, but like they're kind of like, there's going to be, they were going to create little different bios depending based off of different like sides of them. I guess that's a better word, different sides of them. And they were going to see like, okay, if I run this bio like this week, that's really about like my side of me that really loves to connect. How does that, like, what type of women does that attract? This was a guy that was telling me this. Or if I like the next week, if I'm like really like ambitious, like it's my warrior part, it's my really go-getter side of me and I kind of approach from that side of me like what does that bring in um anyway so they're gonna kind of try that and I thought that that was like really interesting to kind of play with it and they were gonna keep track and see how different things go what is your thoughts on that like as far as both like dating apps social media like what are your thoughts oh yeah uh immediately when you started talking about this um and these like personality traits or interests like the different pieces of ourselves that we want to share I immediately started thinking of um, a a concept that I teach inside of my group called the content wheel. When it comes to your business and the social media content that you share, you essentially have anywhere from three to five different spokes of your content wheel that you cycle through at any given time. So we'll just take like myself, for example, of like, I am a huge like feminist mentor. that I'm very I'm like a really big hype woman and so that's a piece of me but I'm also like let's snuggle up with a good book and some hot chocolate or coffee kind of gal but I also am like super adventurous and want to travel and I want to like see a lot of places and so on and so forth and so we have these different sides of ourselves that we want to show them all but we don't want to do that word vomit we don't want to have one single post with like a picture of each thing and then like this big, long blog post about all of the pieces of our life. So instead of sharing it all at one time, you can just share like, um, say I'm traveling and I'm like, I love to travel. This is what, you know, these are my dream vacation spots. I'm looking for somebody who wants to travel too. those kind of things. Um, And then like the next day you're talking about your business and your ambitions and like how how you want to grow your business. And then the next day you're talking about like a really good TV show that you just binge watched or whatever it may be. And so you can essentially cycle through the different personalities or the different interests that you have. 
And I think your friend was saying like for a week or a month, like having one specific profile, but Mm -hmm. I say there's nothing wrong with cycling through them on a weekly or even daily basis, depending on how often you're posting. Yeah, I, I like that. Um, And I think it is good too, like you said, like you can, you can avoid that word vomit but it also goes back to that um you know that that hooking then like and it helps you give like that little bit piece of information more because then it's like oh what are they going to share with us tomorrow and then after you know like you said if you do it on a weekly basis or a daily basis after several days or weeks you're like wow like i can i've seen so many different sides of this person instead of just like one of them instead of them just being like oh i created this profile i created this bio once and then like this is me like it can really help open up so that people can you know like they can really get to know all sides of you because i think sometimes not sometimes lots of times first impressions can be really hard (laughs) and it can also it can also be like hard to get to know people and so like you can you can form those judgments about like who that person is but what I found is really interesting. Like the more you know someone, then like the the more you know their soul and their heart, like who they are as like a whole being, the more you really like them and the more you love them and the more you care about them. And if maybe they, you know, were to say post something about themselves or post something and they didn't word it or like really eloquently or whatnot, you're not going to be like, oh my gosh, like, who is this person? And, like, start forming, like, all these judgments because they'll be like, no, I know they're an amazing person. Like, obviously, this was a rough post for them or whatever. Like, it it didn't go too well. Like, sometimes you don't show up as your best self or we're all just human, too. So sometimes, sometimes things just happen. But, like, you can really get to know someone. I guess what I'm trying to say is, like, if you switch that, you can really get to know someone, all their sides. Um better and more quickly and then it's easier to form those connections and like authentic relationships yeah oh exactly and when you think about it if you're sharing only one side of yourself in your bio and you're sharing the like homie let's binge watch tv and and read books side of you and you attract a guy who also wants to binge watch tv shows and read books with you but maybe you like to travel and he does not like that's going to then turn into a relationship conflict later on down the road. And he's going to feel like the rug was pulled out from underneath him because he's like, this is not the woman that I met. Right. And so by being upfront and maybe showing all sides of you in different pieces and different aspects, you're going to attract somebody who likes all of them or the majority of them instead of somebody who likes just one piece of you. Yeah. I really like that. Um, so if someone were, if a girl is, has a dating app profile and it's just like not performing well, she's not getting uh, any matches or people that she messages, you know, aren't messaging them back, what would you say? And maybe this is a hard question to answer without like seeing her profile, but like what would be one of like the first things that you would advise someone to do to kind of spruce it up and to start getting like increased engagement. 
Oh, yeah. Like you said, it's kind of hard without having an example in place, but I'll give you some like general things that are going to be eye-catching and uh, really boost your professional. And not really, pro- professionalism is not a good word because my brain sometimes gets stuck in business, but um, likability, I guess you could say, um, or confidence even, like we can use that word, um, boosting your outward confidence or attraction. Yeah. Um, one is your profile picture, making sure that it's just you. <laughs> I think a big mistake I see on dating apps and in business even is they put a picture of like a group of women and then the guy is like, well, which one are you? Or even if it's yeah. just you and your best friend, it's like, which one, which one are you? So have a picture of just you or like you and your pet and have it close up and a clear, like good quality image. Don't have it blurry or like in a dark, dark room, like in a dark cellar. Have it bright so that you can actually see your face. It's clear and it's not pixelated. Um, that would be the first one because I think guys specifically are very visual based and they're visual learners. And so the first thing they're going to look at is your picture. And then just having a clean and simple profile and not a lot of clutter, like a few emojis here and there may be cute and fun and show your personality, but don't have like upper and lowercase letters with like different fonts and a ton of different emojis. Then it gets really cluttered. It gets kind Mm -hmm. of like what do I look at? And so just having something that's clean, simple, straightforward, and then a good, crisp, clean profile picture is definitely going to help. And ask somebody, like show your friends, show your guy friends. If you have guy friends, like ask specifically ask them and say like, hey, this is my dating profile. What do you think from a guy's point of view? What could I change? And I think just having that open-mindedness and not like if they give you criticism, if they give you feedback, just say thank you and then like decide if you want to take their advice or not take their advice because it may be good advice or it may be bad advice, but um, definitely be open to it. Yeah, I like that. Thank you. Um, so now I want to kind of transition into what I'm calling like the the speed round. Um, just, oh boy. Um, <laughs> yes. Um, these are just going to be, obviously this is like, like this is my first episode, but these are going to be questions that I'm going to be asking like the same of everybody just, just for fun. So first question is, um, so you're married. Um, how did you and your husband meet? In a bowling alley on a bowling league. <laughs> That's awesome. I like that. Super old school. Yeah. <laughs> no, I... I love bowling. In fact, I made plans with friends to like go bowling next weekend. And I was like, maybe yeah. I, was, oh, I like bowling. So bowling is fun and it's a great place to meet people. And especially yeah. if it's a ours was a bowling league. So like you really got to know the people that you were bowling with. Yeah, I like that. Well, and I always say, you know, the traditional like date or like first date, it's like dinner and a movie. And I'm like, that's a terrible first date because in the movie, like, you're not talking to each other, so you're not getting to know each other. So how on earth do you know if you want to go on a second date? And at dinner, like, you're just staring there, and it's, like, this new person, and you're, like, I have nothing to say to you. And it's so awkward that then you go home and you feel, like, awful and humiliated, mm-hmm. and you're, like, oh, gosh, I think I'm an idiot. Like, I had nothing to say. <laughs> so I always say that, like, you should do, like, an activity because it helps, like, break up the conversation. 
And yeah. it also like gives you something to talk about because you can talk about the activity you're doing. But then also like that with like bowling, like it's not just you've got like lots of people around you. So there's more people, which makes it so much easier to have a conversation and to feel more like natural and less awkward. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so next, what is one thing about your husband that you are attracted to now that you weren't initially attracted to? Okay, this one's a hard one for me because there's so much about him when we started dating that I am still attracted to. But I think now, um, after being together, we've been together, oh, double digits. It's like 11 or 12 years now. And we've been married for uh, seven. And uh, I think it's super attractive when he plays with our kids, when he's like rolling around on the ground and making them laugh or tickling them. Or um, when we do Nerf guns, like we have Nerf fights in our house all the time. And I find that like super attractive because like if anyone knows my husband, he is very stoic and he's very um, I tease him all the time that he has uh, RBF, like resting bee face, um, okay. because he, when you meet him in real life, you think he's always mad. And so when my husband starts to laugh or giggle or smile, it's like a whole different side of him. Oh, I love that. I like I can I totally understand what you mean, because my husband is the same way. Like he is so stoic. And it's actually kind of funny because he's in a. He's a so he's a nurse, which like normally you know like nurses and in healthcare you need like a good bedside manner. And sometimes like I ask him like after we've been married a couple of years, I'm like, so are you like nice to your patients? And yeah, and I'm like, well, I know I I know you're nice, but like, do you talk to them or you just kind of like go into your thing and leave? And he's like, no, I try to talk to him, but like he's so stoic. He's like really quiet and. I have to work like really hard to like crack a smile and or like like or like a real laugh. Like he usually just kind of like does this like smirk chuckle mix thing with me. Yeah, and so yeah, I I totally get it. And having we also have um our first kid. He's just like nine months old almost, and um I agree full heartedly too. Like seeing him like interact with him and seeing him be so playful and lively with him when he's like not around like lots of other people like. It's definitely like, it's just like right in the heart. You're like, oh my gosh, I love you. <laughs> You're a um, so after you met your husband and you started to get to know him a little bit, what about him made you want to pursue a relationship with him? He was unlike any other guy that I have had dated or was even considering dating. Um, so him and I are actually 11 and a half years apart. He is older than me. And so when I was 19, um, he was the older guy and he was wiser and he um, was just a lot more um, like down to earth. And he fit all of the boxes of the current guys I was dating, but he also fit all of the boxes of somebody I would have never considered dating before. And so the more I got to know him, it was like, peeling back the layers of an onion it's like you learn something new every time I learned something new every time I was with him and so the more time I spent with him the more I just wanted to know him I love that that's like what we we're talking about earlier about like the mystery <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> um 
So this next one, if you're willing and feeling maybe a little bit vulnerable, depending on your relationship, what's one of the hardest challenges you guys have endured in your relationship and how did you get through it? Yeah. So um, like I said, there's a quite a large age gap and I was really young when we started dating. Um, and as I grew up, as I get older and um, back to what I was saying at the very beginning of this call is like, you really have to to own yourself and be bold and confident in your opinions and what you want in life and the things, the goals and desires that you have. Because I didn't have that when I started dating him. And it was very much um, he was teaching me how life was and what to do in things. And and so I kind of just fell in step with his already pre-established life. And so as I grew older and I started forming my own opinions and I started boosting my own confidence and coming into myself, um, that caused a lot of tension and a lot of like... Um, rough patches and we actually went through a brief separation even where I told him that I wanted a divorce because I I wanted something bigger and better for my life and I felt like he was holding me back and um through couples counseling and all of that stuff we learned that we had communication errors and uh, that we have a lot of different opinions because we are polar opposites and so the more I step into my confidence and learn who I am and and the type of life that I want to live, I think even now after we've rekindled our relationship and we're back on uh, good terms and we have much better communication now, um, it looks slightly different, but it is, I think, harder on him because he has to realize that like I'm going to speak my mind now and he's not used to that. Like I... I used to never speak my mind. And so um, that has been a very hard piece of our relationship that we had to uncover. And that's why I say, like, if you now, before you start dating someone, can get really strong and independent in your opinions, your values, your goals and desires in life, if you know what you want and you can openly communicate that with someone, it's much better to do that now rather than like seven years into the relationship. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I agree. And I think, you know, like you said, because you if you both know who you are now, who you really are, and you're really strong in that now, then when you come together, you can really see like, okay, are we really truly compatible at our course? Because if not, then like you said, down the road, like that could be really hard. And then you have to come to the point of like, okay, can we now that we're both really sure of who we are, can we make this work together and continue to grow together? Or or not like can we work through this and um i'm really glad that you guys have come or have come out the other side but that is something that you have to be willing to put in the work and that's hard and can be uncomfortable and some people aren't willing to and then that can be really hard and heartbreaking so uh thank you for sharing that um how do you stay connected in your relationship and how do you prevent like coexistence mm -hmm. that's honestly a hard question because i feel like when you are with somebody for so long and you're so comfortable together 
um, you tend to fall into patterns and you it's like you wake up, you get ready, you go to work, you come home, you cook dinner, you uh, watch TV, you go to bed. And it's like the same thing over and over again. And so one thing that I really try to do is I try to ask my husband, I like to call them challenging questions. Um, and it's usually something that he just like isn't expecting. Like the other day I went and asked him, um, how did you know or or do you remember the point in our relationship when you fell in love with me? And I really had to like ask him multiple questions and like coax it out of him because those are the moments in our life when you are with somebody for so long that you kind of forget those like beginning yeah. stages. And so I'll ask him little random questions like that, or I'll be um, what I like to call super annoying. <laughs> Just like will bug him for no reason at all. And then, of course, date nights, like spice it up, do something different. Um, if you have kids, like get out without your kids, find a babysitter, um, because in 18 years when your kids are grown up and they go off to college, it's going to be just the two of you again. And so you really mm -hmm. have to connect in the beginning, connect in the middle and make sure that you're connected when you come on the other side of having kids, um, because that this is your lifelong partner and you're going to be with them for a really long time. And so you need to make sure you like them and you like hanging out with them on a regular basis. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I really like that. Okay, next one, this might be, this would be hard for me to come up with, but maybe kind of a fun question. What is the worst relationship advice you've ever received? <laughs> oh, man. Um, <laughs> the worst relationship advice that I have probably ever received was, um, and this is gonna, I don't, I don't know if this is, gonna, you're gonna judge me for my past or my history, but, um, I had a friend who uh, told me I was really trying to get with this guy and I really wanted to um, to date him and to like him. And she told me that in order to get him to like me and to start dating me, I had to give him a hand job. And I was like, what? And she was like, yeah, if you just give him a hand job, he'll start dating you. <laughs> like in hindsight, I'm like, that is such a high school thing to say. <laughs> but um, definitely the worst piece of advice. The other the other worst piece of advice that I ever had is I had a, a friend that when my husband, my current husband first asked me out, I told my friend, I was like, hey, this guy's uh, this guy asked me out on a date. We're going to go out to uh, dinner and a movie, which is super funny <laughs> that you brought that up. Right. Um, but I was like, we're going to go out to dinner and a movie. And my friend was like, how old is this guy? And I'm like, I don't know. He's a couple years older than me. And we looked him up on social media. And he's like, no, Lindsay, he's like a lot older than you. I don't think you should go out with this guy. I think he's going to like rape you or something. And I was like, I'm going to go out with this guy anyway. So like his advice was coming from a sense of like security and love. And he wanted me to be safe. But in hindsight, if I would have listened to his advice, I wouldn't be where I am today. Yeah, I love that. Okay. The opposite now, what's the best relationship advice you have received? I think the best relationship advice that I've ever received was from our marriage counselor, actually. He he just really preached to us communication and going into every conversation with instead of 
blaming the other person, just expressing how it makes you feel and um, being open about every piece of your life. Like when you are married, you share everything. You share a house, you share finances, you share vehicles and schedules. And schedules were like are still one of the biggest and hardest pieces of our relationship because I have a very busy schedule and my husband likes to not have a schedule. He's like, please do not mm-hmm. schedule out every single day of my life um, because he likes to have freedom. He likes to just do whatever he wants. And and I'm very much like, I've got to call it eight. I've got to call it this time. I've got to, you know what I mean? And so mm-hmm. um, I have to be very uh, open with what it is that I'm doing and when so that they're, that he's not blindsided. So just that open communication is really the biggest piece of advice. Yeah, I, I love it. And I really like what you mentioned about um, not just communication, but specifically communicating all of your feelings. Um, I think that's one thing that I've realized in my relationship with my husband is that whenever we really do have misunderstandings, even if we feel like we're trying to like communicate mm-hmm. and like this is my point of view or this is his, like if you if we can really communicate like, okay, why do I feel this way or whatever? Or like, why is this my point of view? It's normally, you know, it comes down to the the feelings and normally like it's a lot easier to understand, even if, you know, it doesn't mean that you'll necessarily agree with them or that they're going to hop on board with you or whatnot. But like, it just makes it so much easier in like resolving like maybe any tension within conflict or whatnot. So really like that. Well, that is all the questions for the little speed round <laughs> so thank you so much for joining me like i really appreciate it i appreciate you uh being my first guest um where can people like follow you and get in contact with you yeah absolutely so i am everywhere on social media at hey it's Lindsay. um I- name is spelled weird but uh i'm sure madeline will put it up there uh l-y-n-s-e-y but you can find me anywhere at hey it's Lindsay, or i have a group specifically for female entrepreneurs and uh teaching them content creation tips and just really how to utilize social media so that would be the best and easiest places to get a hold of me awesome well thank you so much i really appreciate it <laughs> thank you so much for having me today Hey, thanks for hanging out with us today. If this episode boosted your confidence or helped you find clarity in any way, then will you do me a huge favor and leave a review wherever you're listening? You can also share this episode on your social media and tag at confident content creators. Also, don't forget to turn on those notifications so you never miss an episode. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time.